Welcome to the Fundraising Leadership mini podcast, where we share tips to empower leaders in the nonprofit world. I'm Michelle Malloy Dillon, and I'm here with my colleague, Janice Cunning. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Janice. It's great to chat with you today. Yeah. So we're going to talk about uh, three ways to get, we're going to say, stuff done. <laughs> Although we <laughs> have a slightly different title. <laughs> Doesn't always feel like stuff. Sometimes it feels a little bit more negative. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and this this is really about collectively getting stuff done. You know, as a leader, how can you empower and motivate your team to be taking responsibility? I would say. Yeah, and as a leader, you know, you have an important role to play in making sure there's a strong culture of accountability on your team and making sure that stuff does get done. So, you know, it's, and if it doesn't get done, it, it creates this whole spiral of, of inaction and blame and then shame and then inaction and then blame and then shame. It's like, it, it creates this whole spiral and yeah. it's a waste of time and energy. Yeah. In fact, I do a lot of coaching with my clients around this very stuff. Yeah. You know, it, it always, I remember um, one of my jobs, like we, we had a period just where it just felt like we couldn't get traction, you know, on getting things done for a variety of reasons. Um, but it's, it, yeah, it's draining, it's demotivating, you know, like people want to show up at work and feel like they're accomplishing things, you know, and making a difference. And when I think about when we did get traction and really did start to make some innovations, a big piece of it was that we built in uh, checkpoints, you know, so when we would set like our our goals for the year, we made sure that actually like every month we were staying on top of those. We had a lot of clarity around like the next step and what's the next step after that and, and who was responsible. And there was like a built in way of um, checking in, but also, I mean, like it felt like we cared. <laughs> You know, something was actually going to happen. Yeah. Well, what you're pointing out is, um, you know, sometimes somebody might not understand the importance of getting something done or they don't understand the point. And when there's no buy-in or there's no understanding of what they actually need to complete or how they'll know it's complete, it it ends up being that that sort of incompleteness right? It's never quite done or it's always being prolonged or, you know, whatever that is. Yes. Yeah. It reminds me, uh, you know, the author Gretchen Rubin, who I love, she often says in her podcast, like something that can be done at any time is often done at no time, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's just not clear, like that I'm supposed to actually do this. And, and though I think, you know, people, I, I saw this funny thing on social media, the other day where somebody, so I don't remember who, but they posted something like, you know, I, I procrastinated on something for three months and it took me 10 minutes to get it done. I learned nothing from this lesson, you know, right. <laughs> like we tend to, like a lot of times in life we do that, we put something off and then you finally do it and you're like, oh boy, that was not hard at all. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And, and there's also this fine line between, you know, telling people what to do and, and being clear with what needs to be done. And then also giving people um, a bit of latitude in how they're going to get it done. 
because very few of us, I maybe none of us ever react well to being told, do it, do it this way, do it by then, right? We yes. feel like we're being treated like a child. Yes. And yeah. there's not a lot of empowerment in that. Yes. And yet as leaders, I mean, leaders often have specific deadlines that they're accountable to and they and they've got to get their direct reports to be online with those kind of deadlines and things like that. And this is this is the the trap that yes. gets fallen into. And you but I mean, I'm not a parent, Michelle, but you are. And you probably know the same with raising your kids. Oh, completely. <laughs> uh, raising a family is a perfect uh yeah, test lab for being a leader in any organization. <laughs> And you know, it's interesting, like, as, yeah, as you know, I have a rescue dog. And so we, we, we tried to learn a lot about training, you know, dog training, because dogs, same thing, you know, you can't make them do things. And there's a new way of thinking that I really like where they're like, when you tell your dog to sit, for example, it's not a command, it's a cue, because they're like, actually, they can choose. <laughs> to follow that cue and it's your job to motivate them to want to follow your cue and I thought like that's really a very empowerful way of thinking about it right because like they sometimes they uh choose to ignore you (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah and and if they follow the cue and if they if they understand the importance of it for whatever from their perspective (laughs) there's that treat dangling in front of them or whatever it is usually it's food (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which uh, also works with people, by the way. So, you know. <laughs> so yeah. So this has many, many uh, applications in life. Whether you have children, a rescue dog, or uh, you're working as part of a team. So, um, yeah. So there's three key questions that we um, really work with our clients to to help create this uh, this way of getting things done. So three questions that you can use in these kind of conversations. What will you do? So meaning, okay, I've told you the parameters for this this job that we're doing. I've told you what's going on. Okay, now what what's your part in it? What 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 will you do here? It's yeah. a way that you get people to reflect back on what they just heard you say so you under, you get clarity about whether the understanding is there about what's happening. Yes, I think that's important because yeah, it's it's a moment of them taking ownership, but it's also a a little, like maybe a tweak might be needed, right? Because maybe you realize like, oh, I didn't explain that properly. And there's a bit Mm -hmm. of a misunderstanding as to what happened. Absolutely. So this is a really important question to ask. What will you do? That's the question. The first question. The second question is by when will you do it? And once again, this is a, this is a chance for them to say, well, the the deadline is such and such, so I'll get it to you by then. And then you can renegotiate, say that, well, that's the deadline I have with my superior to get it done. So can you get it to me, you know, two days prior to that? So we can take a look at it or, you know, whatever you can have that conversation together. Yes. Yeah. And I think often the first piece is more clear. Like people do leave a meeting like one-on-one or a team meeting often knowing something has to get done, but the actual like timing of it is often not it's assumed or it's vague yeah so I think that one's really important and what's the third question the third question is how will you report back so how how will I know that you've completed this and you notice there's some leeway in that like the person gets to choose let's set up another meeting or I'll email you or I'll text you or I'll call you or you know whatever that is 
but there is um, a way that the person can create some ownership on how they will report back to you on that. And there's some clarity. So often, like I see this so many times in working groups is, you know, they say, okay, we all know the deadline. Cool. Know the deadline. And the deadline comes and goes. And it's like, did they do it? I don't know. I have no idea if it was done. Yeah. And it causes a lot of um, stress. You know, if you're just not sure, like you're sort of like holding the emotional uh, burden of that until you know that it's done, right? So I, th I think it's really important that it's like the, the onus doesn't have to be on you to like close the loop on everything. You know, you can you can expect that people are going to report back to you. So yeah, so right. they're, they're a very um, simple questions. And yet we've seen over and over because, you know, we've done a lot of work with individual leaders and teams around this that they can actually uh, fundamentally change an organization. So what we're going to um, offer to our listeners as a call to action is if you're not currently asking those questions in that clear of a way, when you finish your either one-on-one -on -one or team meetings, then we want you to try that and see what the impact is. This podcast is brought to you by Fundraising Leadership. We provide unique coaching and training programs to grow nonprofit leaders. Please subscribe. If you haven't already, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you are enjoying the show, you can help us continue to bring thoughtful content with a one-time contribution. This supports our production costs and helps keep the show ad-free. Please make a contribution today using the link in the show notes. Now, go put it into practice. Yeah.